Welcome everybody to another episode of the J&D Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Darian. I'm Jason. And we have a pretty, actually, really good weekend for you guys. Um, a lot of, you know, we had boxing, we had IU, and of course we had NFL and NCAA. First, we're going to start out with the IU. The uh, IU men's soccer team increased to three games. On a three-game winning streak, they beat Ohio State. At least we showed we could beat Ohio State or something. We can't beat them in football, so. Yeah, I mean... Football's a whole another debate, but <laughs> I told you, you have been doubting this mm. soccer team. You said, oh, I'm out mm. on them, all this stuff. And I said, I I'm losing faith, but I never was fully out on them. Okay. And this is exactly proving why I wasn't. These mm. guys, they're a team full of talented players. They just really weren't, you know, getting it all the way together. Mm-hmm. And it looks like that's where they're at now. They're yeah. really hitting their stride. Three-game win streak is really good, especially towards the end of the season, because that's when you want to get hot. Yep. You'd rather get hot at the end than the beginning. Yes, so true. it's really encouraging to see them play like this. And who knows? I mean, they only have one loss in Big Ten play. So for all we know, they could win the Big Ten, like I've been saying. Mm-hmm. I still don't know about our national championship hopes, you know, because our team hasn't looked spectacular. Yep. But they've definitely looked way better than they did, like, towards the beginning of the season. Yep. And it's very, very, you know, it's giving a great outlook for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, you was definitely more high on them than I was. I kind of was out on them a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, it's good to see that they're hitting their stride to end the season. I kind of said they were hopeful they can get something going towards the end of the season to have something to go in the next season. Maybe they can make a run in the playoffs. Maybe get a, get a Big Ten title. Who knows? Um, for me, yeah, I mean, I knew, they had, I knew they had talent. I just said they weren't putting it together. They weren't playing cohesively like yeah. the women's team was, which was having, causing them to lose games. I feel like they should have a way better record than they do. I think they were, what, 9-3-4 or something like that? Like nine, three, and four, three, five, four, or I mean, uh, eight, three, and four. Oh, they're eight, three, and four. My bad. Yeah. Eight, three, and four. Or is yeah. that nine? That's uh, six. six. Oh, they're oh. six, three, and four. My bad. They're six, three, and four. So yeah, I, I suppose to be able to have a way better record. I'm, maybe two, maybe two losses, maybe one loss. But you know, to each their own. I guess you know, like you said, at least they're hitting their stride at the end of the season. Maybe roll in, maybe sneak a big ten championship. We don't really know about the national championship. Not really in our sights right now. We'll see when we get to it. Yeah, type thing. All right. Well, speaking of national titles, women's soccer. Yes, sir. So it's funny. We tie against Michigan State, and then we beat Michigan. That's that was that was interesting. We run the just entire state of Michigan, is what you're saying? Essentially, yeah. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, it was a fantastic game. It's a one-zero game, but very much action throughout. Mm-hmm. And I want to shout out our goalie, Jamie Gersenberg. Ooh. Her twenty-fourth career shutout yep. and tenth of the season, both. Mm-hmm. Which are IU records. She's in her bag. So, shout out to her having a fantastic season. In her bag. Just stopping everything. The Berlin Wall, as we call her. She's her. Uh, but this team is just playing amazing. You know, we have young and old talent. Piper Cofield is, like, very high up on the freshman list nationally. Yep. Paige Weber got really high up in just the all-just general women's list. It's looking amazing for these girls. Mm-hmm. They're really just on their A game. It yep. feels like... They've only, you know, lost once, and it was controversial-ish. Yeah. But it's been amazing for them so far, and these girls can do anything, it feels like. 
and I will be surprised if they don't do everything, you know, that I, kind uh, of thing. I would definitely be surprised as well. Um, you know, I was hoping we would come out of that Michigan stretch with a 2-0 record, but, you know, 1-1, one, 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 it's not bad, I guess you could say. It's not bad. Yeah. You know, we do got to face Penn State next, who's ranked number fourth right now in the country, who yeah. actually just tied against Northwestern, who we beat. So we definitely can win that game. I think we should win that game, and I think that'll – that, if anything, that would give us the most momentum going into the Big Ten tournament and into the national tournament as well. So, you know, hopefully we can come out with a win there. I think we can. I think we can do. Yeah, that'll definitely be, I think, their biggest test of the season. I mean, fourth team in the nation. Easy. But these girls are built to win games like they these. Are. I mean, I am all aboard the hype train saying they can win this game. Me too. And if they do, it's the second to last game of the season. They have one more after this. Mm. They're just perfectly set on the track to just winning trophies. Hell yeah, we can come out this next two games just with a 2-0 record. And especially if we beat Penn State up rank number fourth. Oh man, we have all the momentum yeah. going into going into the tournaments for sure. Um kind of getting to a lesser, I guess you say a lesser hyped topic, the boxing weekend we had. Dylan Dennis versus Logan Paul and KSI versus Tommy Fury. How did you feel about that event? We both watched it. Uh Logan Paul went on first and definitely put on, I guess. I don't even know if it was the better fight. Both of the fights kind of sucked. It was a better fight. But, but they both were terrible. But Dylan Dan is fraudulent. Goodness gracious. And he was the entire build up to this match just tweeting all these different posts about shit. Logan Paul's fiance. Mm-hmm. And it's very disrespectful. But you know what? Yep. It's trash talk before a boxing match. Yeah. Maybe when it beats him, then it's a little better. But it was already iffy when he was doing it. Yeah. And then to have the fight he kind of does where. He's just protecting himself, hands up the entire time, mm. through like two punches, it felt like. Yep. Just, you know, just getting worked down by Logan Paul. It just seemed like he was a scared fighter. He didn't seem like he had it in him to win, <clears throat> especially considering he's supposedly the professional fighter of the two. It just looked like Logan completely outmatched him, and it was very, very bad fighting from Dylan. Yeah, I mean, Dylan got, I mean, I guess you could say saved by the DQ result because, I mean, the, he was going to lose by unanimous decision yeah. pretty easily. Um, so, yeah, for me, Dylan Dennis is the is the ultimate troll, right? He's the ultimate troll on Twitter that we all talk about. They all they all bark, no bite, yeah. right? I mean, this is why no one ever takes internet trolls seriously nowadays, especially they're not going to take him anymore after what Dylan Dennis just showed us. Yeah. From what I'm reading from the stats, like he thrown at most 70 punches to... Logan Paul is 330, 330, 330. I mean, they were a week 70 at that. Yeah, and honestly, I, I would say he threw more punches at the security guards than he threw that at was crazy, Logan. Bro. Yeah, that was, I mean, but yeah, for me, like, yeah, it was disrespectful. The the, com- the talk before was disrespectful. I mean, we've seen worse, though. And, I mean, I think it was more so disrespectful for this, simply because it was true. So a lot of what he was saying was true, but they were also really low, low blows as well. Yeah. So, for me, like, you throw a microphone at an event, which was over the line for me, right? The trash talk was cool, but, like, let's keep it. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep our hands and stuff off of each other before the event. Right? You throw a microphone. Yeah, that was. You throw a microphone at, at his face. Crazy. Give him a. Uh, I think he had a black eye. Yeah, he had he a black had, eye and got cut. He had a black eye and got cut it's before the fight. Yeah, that, that for me was like over the line. So for you to come and do all that and then come and show us nothing in the fight, not throw any punches, that for me was crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, I lost a lot of respect for Dylan Dennis after that fight. For yeah. Sure. Another fighter I lost respect for is Tommy Fury. Yeah. That was a terrible fight for him, especially considering who his brother is. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's been training his whole life to be a boxer. Yep. KSI has been training like four or five years. Yeah. Like when Tommy Fury started training, KSI was making FIFA videos. Yeah. And honestly, I think KSI should have won it. I was very shocked the decision, especially considering Tommy Fury threw like three like 
back of the neck shots, which mm-hmm. are not allowed. He only got one point deduction. Yeah, be he could have gotten two. I think he deserved to, but yep. I can't believe he won that match. It was just he did not look like someone who's been fighting his whole life and someone related to like one of the best boxers of all time. Yep. He just looked unprofessional and I mean props to KSI. He mm-hmm. put up a good fight. Yeah. Um both these fights disappointed me because I've watched boxing and I watched boxing kind of at its apex, I guess you could say, towards the end. And I've seen how how great boxing looks, and then you see, you know, you see you see um, events like this where there's actual boxers, you know, undercarding the, the yeah. social media stars. Mm-hmm. That 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 pisses me off a little bit, right? Because like those guys are actually training; those guys have been training most of their lives. They mm-hmm. were in the Junior Olympics and all that type of stuff to get to this point. And they're, I mean, they're undercarding two terrible fights. Those, both the type fights were terrible. Now, this fight was a little bit better. It was a little bit more competitive, I guess you could say. But, like, it was terrible, too. For me, Tommy Ferry, if anything, looked bad in a win. Yeah. He looked bad in a win because, let's be honest, he should have beaten KSI pretty easily. KSI didn't know what he was doing. Let's be honest. We all watched the fight. He, he, you know, bounced around and then threw an overhand. He jumped in, threw an overhand, and then hugged him after that. Mm -hmm. For me, Tommy Ferry, you have to, if you're the actual boxer, you have to to pick that apart. Yeah. I mean, he has to show his experience there. And he looked like... He was another YouTuber just coming for a yeah. fight. Yeah. He has a great body. He's very mm-hmm. gifted in that Amazing. sense. But Amazing. His just entire, like, style, technique, none of that was really working. Like, yeah. I was expecting KSI maybe even get knocked out. Like, that's As the kind I was, of performance. Like, he beat Jake Paul, and he yeah. beats KSI in two of, like, the least convincing wins. Yep. Like, Both you're fun. fighting YouTubers, and you're barely scrapping out wins. Yep. How do you expect to be taken seriously as a <laughs> professional boxer? And then it's funny, because after the fight, they were asking whether or not he should go pro, or should he stay in the social media realm. And I was like, there's no way in the hell you're putting him against any pros right now. Yeah. No way. Because no. he... Yeah, you can't outbox two guys. Let's be honest. Two guys that can't... I mean, Jake Paul is a better boxer than KSI. I think we all can agree on that. From what I watched in the fights, Jake Paul looks like he knows a little bit more of what he's doing than KSI. KSI is more so I'm just going to jump in, yeah. throw a ran punch. If I catch you, I knock you out, then okay, I have the highlights. But mm-hmm. like he's not, for me, I didn't see any jabs from him. I didn't see really any hooks, more so just overhands. So for me, the fact that Tommy Fury, you have the reach advantage, right? You have the height advantage, and you're a bigger guy than KSI. You had every advantage possible. Yeah, the, and the fact that you can at least put him down one time is was crazy to me. Yeah. And he, he was missing just a lot of shots that would have honestly put down uh, KSI, but I guess we'll never know because it's actually not where it needs to be at, especially, like you said, considering the fact that he's a younger brother of, of Tyson Fury, who's considered the greatest heavyweight boxer of all time. One of, or at least one of them, yeah. right? So, yeah, it was definitely disappointing. I think he needs to stay his ass in the fucking uh, social media realm and beat on the social media guys, make your bread like you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Just don't, just, just not go up there and mess with the big boys, okay? Let's yeah, just, definitely. Yeah, let's stay playing with the little boys on the on the swing set. All right, kind of get into it. Um, college football, USC. You know, you're UCLA fan. I want you to go first in this one because you're watching the downfall. Okay. Well, I'm going to start by saying, yes, UCLA did lose. So okay, yeah. I'm acknowledging that. But at least USC, but at least USC. I will also acknowledge that USC lost. <laughs> yeah. And it's been what I've been saying the entire season mm-hmm. that it— Although, actually, no, this is not what I expected because I thought it was going to be their defense I that just, really screwed them. And to an extent, yes, it was their defense yeah, because did. they got scored 48 on. Mm. But really, their biggest downfall was Caleb Williams. Yep. He threw three interceptions in the first half, oh. zero touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It, that just sunk the team immediately. It did. And then they came out in the second half looking flat again, getting another turnover. And it's just like they never seemed like they were in this game. Mm. They seemed very uncompetitive. I'm scared for what's going to happen to them in the <laughs> rankings. They're already number 10 as an undefeated I think team. They're, they're, I think they're 16. Oh, yeah, they're, they're 18 now? now. Oh, they're 18 now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. 
that's crazy as a one-loss yeah. team. I mean, with <laughs> yeah. the Heisman former or one of the Heisman yeah. candidates, mm-hmm. it's just a really disappointing performance from him. Yeah. And, you know, maybe this is a sign for the future of USC not being able to perform in the Midwest when it gets cold. <laughs> yeah, see, my problem with that game was like, okay, so I'm all right. We, we watched that game after the Oregon game. And after yeah. the um, Washington game, which we will talk about, by the way. And I was okay. Caleb's gonna. He saw what Michael Pendis did. He's gonna come and put it on the performance, right? Mm-hmm. And they're gonna they're gonna beat Notre Dame down. It, it probably I thought it was gonna be a shootout, like you said, because their def, USC defense is terrible, right? And then I was like, okay. So I see the first pick, and I'm like, okay, okay, that's not okay. Maybe they have a four touchdown, one interception game. Yeah, you know, that's fine. He'll bounce back. And then I'm like, okay, he throws another pick. And I'm like, okay, that's not right. What is what is going on right now? Now I don't want to. I don't want to jump to any conclusions. But Caleb, I think, I think you saw what Michael Pennies did, and it kind of shook you a little bit, personally. Do you think that's what caused I, this? I think that would have shook him. I, you know, like we, we've seen, we've seen Caleb go against some really good defenses and pick them apart, right? And I want to say Notre Dame is up as a, you know, those guys. I don't think they're a dominant defense. I think they're a good defense, right? Yeah. But a uh, one touchdown, three interception game. I don't think they're that type of defense, right? So for me, like, yeah. We, Caleb Williams was. I think we both can agree was unanimous the Heisman front runner. Mm-hmm. Now, right, you see Michael Penn is going put on a, a performance against Oregon, like put on one of those. Yeah, he, he had one of those games, right? Mm-hmm. I think they were down. They were down. They were down at the very end. Yeah. They were down at the very end, and they ended up winning that game as well. So, yeah, for you to see that and you come out and put that performance in the field. Yeah, I mean, just overall as a team, five turnovers is yeah. really I mean, suspect. <laughs> I think we all know they go as Caleb Williams goes. So when you see yeah, your main sure. guy struggling, you're like, okay, it, it, it lowers your confidence a little bit. You stop playing with a. A little bit of a little bit of fear to you, right? She's like, damn. You start getting more scared yourself. Yeah, he's not performing. Yeah. What the, what are we gonna do? We rely on him. He's our whole team. Let's be honest. He's our he's our whole team. Like the defense ain't doing nothing. So like you know, very underwhelming performance though. Notre Dame, they didn't really have to do much on offense. Honestly, they didn't have to do much on offense. Their defense basically took care of them the entirety of the game. That's the crazy thing. UC, USC had nine more minutes of possession. Yeah, and, and more, they yeah. got just. Roll. They had more yards of total offense. They had almost 60 yards of total offense. I think, actually, they had 51 yards of total offense. Yeah, because Caleb Williams kept throwing picks on the wrong <laughs> side of the field. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, yeah. like He just sabotaged them, it felt like. What do you—okay, so does this concern you at all for this USC team going forward? I mean, they're one loss away from being out of the playoffs, yeah. and they have to play Oregon and— Washington, mm-hmm. which they will most likely drop at one, we're, we're, if not one. both of those yeah, games. They're not one of those games. So this is a very disappointing year for them. I mean, you have the reigning Heisman coming back, mm-hmm. trying to win back-to-back, back-to-back Heisman for the first time in 80 years, how <sighs> yeah, long it's been. It's been a minute. Since it happened. Yeah. And you have all these weapons, and it's just really been disappointing for them. Put on a terrible performance. And yeah, they put up 20 points, but like, come on now. That game was never competitive once. No, it wasn't. It was never competitive. So, at least I'm hoping for Caleb, hopefully when you guys do play Washington, that you put on, you you out, you outshine Michael Pennis. So you can at least put some doubt in the mind of Heisman voters. It'll be tough for him, though. I mean, it'll be tough. Yeah. It'll be an exciting game. Michael, speaking of Michael Pennis, man, he's balling, man. Front runner. Front runner, baby. I and you was, you was howling him. I don't want to say I called you was, it. You was howling him. You was howling him. I, a couple weeks ago, I was like, my eyes are on Michael, not mm-hmm. Caleb. And, mm-hmm. you know, last week I was a little swayed by yeah. some Caleb performances, but <laughs> I'm right back on the track. Oof. The Michael Pendix hype train. Oof. It Look. sucks seeing it as an IU fan, seeing mm. that the number, like, four team, whatever Washington is now in the country, yeah. led by an IU quarterback yep. and an IU head coach. Yep. 
and seeing where we're at, it's very, very sad <laughs> we overall. Now we got time. But out. that team is just looking unbelievable. They beat Oregon, which is it was a close game. I mean, it could, it really could have gone either way. Yeah. The kicker makes the kick. They go to overtime, but yeah. in the end of the day, they pulled it out. I guess when they needed to. Yep. And Michael Penix looked like the clear Heisman favorite. He, he came into this week with people saying, "Oh, he's now the favorite," and he really backed it up like <laughs> he needed to. Yep. And it's really encouraging if you're a Washington fan. You know, maybe you get to go to your second playoff in like eight years or how long it's been since it <laughs> yeah. made it last. But this team is looking like one of the best in the nation. I'm more convinced on them than most, most of the other teams in the top five. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, that was an amazing one yesterday, by the way. I mean, yeah, the granted, the Oregon kicker did miss the kick, but, I mean, you know, they did what they had to do. Yeah. They did what they had to do. At, at, at most, you go to overtime, right? Because they mm-hmm. weren't scoring. Bo Nix was... So, for me, like, we watched Bo Nix's final drive, right? And I was okay. Right, like a lot of these teams, and we saw a lot of these teams this weekend put the game in the hands of the kicker or the foot of the kicker, right? Yeah. And like my thing is, right, Bonex. They was talking about like the commentary was talking about how he was like in the Heisman running, and I was like, there's no one. Yeah, they said two and, Heisman favorites. Yeah, like, there's nobody in the country that had Bonex as a Heisman favorite, right? He had okay, he had a good game, right? But like yeah. when you need him, when you needed Michael Penix to get you points, he got you those points. He got you that seven, right? When you needed Bonex to still get you points, I think they had like two timeouts. You're dinking and dunking. You're you're checking down. Wash is missing a lot of tackles. Okay, and they get you in the field range. Right? Cool, but like you played it very conservatively, right? Yeah, it seemed like they weren't going for the win they on that last yeah. drive. They just wanted to make sure they could get to overtime. Yeah, get overtime. And it's understandable if you're since you're going against such a good team. Yeah. But if you have, you should have enough faith in your quarterback. At least try to get that touchdown. At least win the game. Yeah. And then go to that. But it just didn't seem like they were really like. Going for the kill. Yeah, and even with that, I was like, it's not like your defense was shutting down Michael Pennis either. Michael Pennis was doing his thing. Nobody's shutting down Michael Pennis. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So, like, you're going to go to overtime now, and then you're going to risk having to outscore him when your defense is on his heels now. So, like, my thing is for, yeah, right there, like, in that position, I'm going for the kill. If I'm Bo Nix, I'm taking at least one shot. I don't think they took one shot the entirety of the time. Yeah, they just... Must no, they're just playing conservative. And, yeah. I mean, fair enough, they did get into the position they wanted yeah, to get in, but... You know, maybe you trust your quarterback more than your kicker. But there's no way you have 100 and, what, 36 yards of total offense more than them and you lose the game. There's just no way. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough loss for them, but it's still not devastating, I'd say, because they didn't get blown out. Yep. They were right there to the end. I think their outlook for the rest of the year is still pretty good. But I'm looking at the stats, and it makes the loss look even worse. You out, you gave, you had more yards than them total. They gave you they gave you a turnover and you dominated them on time possession by almost nine minutes. Well, they dominated time possession because Michael Penix was just so quick. He scored touchdowns as quick as could be. It felt like you got more third down conversion than them. The only thing that they converted more fourth downs than you. But yeah, you you basically was on the field longer and you lost the game. My, that's my thing. So like, if anything, I'm more concerned about their defense. But their offense, like, you have to put up points. You like obviously if your defense is struggling right now, they're on their heels. You have to go and put up points, especially with all those yards you're putting up. Because, like, you're getting yard, all those yards, and you're just getting threes. You're getting field goals. Yeah, I mean, as bad as you're making it sound, it's still to one of the best teams in the nation. Yeah, they are. And I'm not denying that. If I was an Oregon fan, which I'm not, but I like to root for them, you know? Yeah, Ducks I mean, are, Ducks yeah. are a fun team. I, like to root I for still them think too. they are looking like a top 10 team by the end of the season. I don't yeah. think they fall out of the top 10, really. I mean, I'm not trying to thrash him anything. I'm just saying, like, when you have all these advantages, you have to win that game. Yeah. Simple. You just have to win that game. But like, let's, yeah. like, okay, let's swap it, right? Let's swap it. Let's say Washington has all of that. They probably put 50 on them, the way, the, the way they were scoring, the way they couldn't stop them. 
They're probably putting 50 up. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. Washington had the lead going in the half, then they scored again, and then all of a sudden, Oregon just turned Oregon the game on its head, took yep. the lead. So, yeah. maybe, okay. maybe. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, you know, season, like, like I said, you know, I just really wish they had won that game, especially, like, coming down to, I wish I had seen more from Bo I just wish I had seen some more killer instinct, but seemed as zero to little to none killer instinct. <laughs> Colorado, <laughs> how y'all doing, man? Y'all flexing? Y'all still flexing the watches? Hell yeah! Hey, I, I mean, he's not. I thought this was a guaranteed win for Colorado. I, I checked the score at halftime; they're up twenty nine zero, whatever yep. it is. Yep. And I'm like, okay, game's over. Mm-hmm. And then I check it again, and all of a sudden, Stanford's mm-hmm. with a score. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's happening here? <laughs> but you know, it's just a little scare. Oregon, I'm not Oregon. Colorado will get it back together. And then I check the final, and they lose in overtime. Mm-hmm. And I just, this team is not it. Mm. Deion Sanders, I, it's his first year, and you know his players aren't fully developed. You know they're all transfers, but mm. this is a kind of loss you cannot have to a bad Stanford team. Terrible. They were one and four coming into the season. I mean, coming this week, or yeah. one and five. Yeah. And to lose like that is terrible. heartbreaking, demoralizing, just yep. terrible. Yep. And then you see at the end of the game, the Stanford players. Flexing. Flex on. It's like what we talked about last week yep. with Shadur. Yeah. It's okay if you do it, but just know that it's probably gonna happen back to you. And they got it got shown to them. Yep. I mean, it's just a crazy way to lose a game and might just throw off their entire season. I mean, for all we know, they missed the bowl game. I mean, it'd be pretty incredible because they have four wins right now, and for them to lose out, yep. it'd be kind of crazy, but that would be crazy. This kind of loss is the kind of loss that you know sinks you for the rest of the season. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, they went against two great teams in Oregon, and they went against um, USC. USC, and they lost both those games. They people were like, "Oh man, they looked good against USC. They looked really good. They had yeah. a fight. They showed a fight." Well, I mean, you know, you score twenty nine, you score twenty nine answer in the first half, but then you get outscored thirty six to seven in the second half. Yeah, that's the problem, right? There's just no way you don't put up at least one three three. If you put up one three, you win the game. You even escape with the win, even though you let them come back. You escape with the win, right? Kind of like mm-hmm. how USC did. But then like, you lose to a team that's more known for their intelligence than their football team. That's that's a problem for me, right? That's a problem. Like, there's just no way you lose that game, Dion. And then, again, like I, like we said, man, you better be Arizona State, okay? Okay, you, you mess with fire now, okay? You mess with fire. Yeah, I mean, they just keep keeping it and, like, keep these close games with these bad teams. And you're flexing after that. Like, you're flexing after beating a terrible Arizona State team. Yeah, that's that should be a wake up call right there. Stop flexing, okay? When you beat these bad teams, stop flexing, Shadir. I understand you want to have swag. That's cool. It's all dandy. We all know your father had the utmost swag, right? We we understand that. But you're not beating. You're not. First of all, you're not. You're not winning any type of national championship, right? At least when your father was doing it, he was the best player in college. He was the best player in football. You can make the argument, right? Mm-hmm. No one's making the argument for you being the best player in college football. Nobody. Especially not now. Especially not now. So like, stop flexing, bro. Okay, let's let's let's. When you win the game, just go shake their hands and get off the field. Yeah. But let's, let's not do the extra stuff, right? Because now you're losing the teams that you should beat by, yeah. like, 40. Yeah. So, for me, yeah, that's – for me, Deion, um, people are talking about him going to the NFL. He needs – I think he needs a couple more seasons in college, especially after that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you just can't let that kind of thing happen. You can't let that kind of thing happen. So, hopefully, Deion, you get those dogs you was talking about, man. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully you end up getting those dogs, man. Whew. And them dogs on the defensive offensive line because – yeah, you can't be losing games like that, especially now. And you also had Travis Hunter back, so you can't make the excuse we didn't have Travis Hunter. Yeah, that's the yeah. more disappointing part yeah. for their fans. I mean, Shadur throws 400 yards, five touchdowns, and, and you, you can't win the game. That's just crazy. Travis Hunter comes and balls out, 
thirteen receptions for one hundred and forty yards and two touchdowns, and you lose the game. Your even your back, even your second receiver, Xavier Weaver, goes off too, and you lose the game. So that's definitely heartbreaking. If I'm a Colorado fan, today. yeah, yeah, for sure to lose that game. But kind of getting into some NFL, the Ravens beat the Titans in London. Are you? Uh, do you think it's time to uh, to hang it up for Ryan Tannehill and give Will Levis a shot? I mean, I've never been big on Tannehill. <laughs> I haven't either, and. I'm not big on Levis either. That's the problem. It's like okay. they bench him. I don't really know where else they go. I mean, I mean, okay. So apparently they're they're giving Malik Willis his snaps. If Ryan Tannehill's not doing his job, then they're yeah. gonna give it to Malik Willis. At least give Malik Willis or, or Will Levis. Give them the starting position. Just see how they play for a couple of games. If not, you can honestly rotate both of those guys. Just see Ryan Tannehill for the season. He's not gonna win you anything. You're not you're not making the playoffs or anything like that. So you might well just give those guys snaps and see which one you can go with for the future. Well, I think the problem with them is that they still think they're competing for at least the playoffs right now. Yeah. And you're not gonna bench your starting <laughs> quarterback who's brought you to the playoffs. It's not like he's consistently choked away the season for them. Like yeah. he's brought them to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's just his ceiling is only so high. Yeah. And it seems like he's now on the downfall of he was a fine game manager at best. Fine game manager. But it's really just not there with him anymore. Nope. And I think they're just going to stick about with, at least for the rest of the season, unless they are completely sunken and they're completely out of the playoff picture. I don't see them starting Levis or Willis, but I could be shocked. You know, Tennessee okay. can do the fun thing, but <clears throat> I highly doubt it. So with the like two and four now, right? So the Jags are about, obviously, they're what, they're what, about four and two right now? About four and two, so I mean they. I think they have what because it's the Col- No, the Colts beat them, so they're they're the second, right? They're the second. And then, no, actually the Texans might actually be the second now. No, the Texans are tied with tied. with the Colts. Okay, so yeah, you're last in your division. I'm sitting right in the hill. You're not making the playoffs. Let's be honest. The Texans seem like they're rolling now, especially um, the Colts. They they can drop. I can see them dropping for sure, especially with you know what I saw from Michigan yesterday, right? So. Mm, I don't know. For me, like I, I wouldn't play Tannehill for the rest of the season. I would see what I got in these both these young kids, and I'm I'm gonna pick make a decision for one of them going into next year. That's yeah, what I would. Fortunately for them, I don't think either of them are getting any good. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, sadly. I mean, I mean, doesn't do much for them, but who knows? Maybe Malik Willis has developed crazy since last year. Yeah, I mean, Malik, Malik Willis has all the, the the physical talent to be that guy. Hopefully, he can develop. I mean, granted, like they're they're. Besides D Hop, for me, like we say, remember we said he had a random game yeah. last week. And he comes back and gives you more receptions for twenty yards. So yeah, I mean, yeah. not like you have much help in the receiving core. Derek Henry had a pretty good game though, eight point yeah. one yards per carry. It is absurd <clears throat> for them. It is, and especially on Baltimore's defense, who really gets stopping the run, and it has been really good at stopping Derek Henry these last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for me, I mean, I don't know. I like, I don't see them making any run, and even if they do make the playoffs, they. They're not gonna. Win they the they make the wild card. Yeah. They're not winning the game. So yeah, for me, yeah, I'm I'm seeing what I got in both the young kids, if anything. So going to my Panthers. No, I didn't. Did. You know what? I'm actually not that demoralized that we lost this week, and here's why. Right? Oh, because <laughs> you started fourteen and zero. Yeah, we did. You know, and actually, this is probably one of the few games that I actually saw some upside from Bryce, and I was like, okay. Uh, he could be out. something. He could be something. Okay. I like what I saw from Chuba Hubbard, too. Chuba Hubbard ran the ball really well, even though he only had five, about five yards to carry. He ran the ball really well from what I saw. Adam Thielen apparently has woken up from his hibernation. And, you know, we missed a couple of balls. D.A. Chark, he could have had a better game, but we missed a lot of balls to him. So, for me, the only thing that I, I'm very concerned about is what we're going to do for the future. Um, we need to share up the interior of our offensive line. They got destroyed yesterday by Christian Wilkins. Um, our secondary... 
not it. Um, we need to get rid of Dante Jackson. Just try to get like a fourth or a fifth for him. And honestly, now this might be unpopular with a lot of Carolina fans. I think we need to give up Brian Burns. I think we need to give up Brian Burns. Let's try to get some draft capital for this year. We have none, right? So let's try to yeah. get something for him, right? Let's try to let's try to get something. Let's try to build around Bryce as much as we possibly can. Brian Burns is a good. He's a good pass rusher. He, he's on the borderline great, but he's not. He's not a game wrecker for me. Right. I think the only issue with trading him is that if you do, that defense is completely done. And what you're saying is you trade him for draft picks for mm-hmm. next year, the year after, mm-hmm. and you're saying, oh, draft offensive talent, you know, get around Bryce because they mm-hmm. got no one there. Mm-hmm. But then now you're just having an even worse defense. And so I'm not saying I totally disagree with trading Brian Burns. I just think it's a risky move for them because okay. they have to be able to draft well enough to back it up. I would say we're missing. Well, I know we're missing our first pick. I don't think we're missing our second pick, or second round pick, right? Second round pick. I don't think we're missing that. So if we can, I think we have. I think we can get a second for Brian Burns. Maybe a second. Maybe some thirds. Something like that, probably. Maybe some second, some thirds. So like, I'm thinking, right? We can draft. We can draft a little bit of offensive line. I like. I think Jonathan Mingo can develop. I think. Hope. I wish Lavis not would stay healthy because he got hurt. He got hurt yesterday. Um, DJ Chuck something. We have something there. He can get know. he can get deep. I think Bryce has missed him a lot of throws that he was open. Um he can do something with them. So if we can get if we can share our, our interior of our line, we can run the ball with you Hubbard, right? And we can start getting some pieces on the defense side of the football. I think we'll be better, right? Because I think our secondary is where we're most mostly lacking at. Corey J.C. Horn has not been back at all. So we're missing him for sure. CJ Henderson played pretty well yesterday, but Dante Jackson is just not it. And I, I haven't been sold on him for a while now. I thought when we got Gilly, him and him and Gilly were going to be okay. Those those two are going to be those guys. We have a fast corner who can take the faster guys, and we have Gilly who at that point was still a shutdown corner. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we can make some moves. And then even then, like he's the weak link. Sadly, like I saw a play. We all did you see the Tyreek Hill play where he just simply torched oh, him off the line with the one where he did the backflip when yeah. he celebrated. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about that backflip is just a little tangent on the NFL mm-hmm. is. He got fined for it, I'm pretty sure, or at least he got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Yeah. But so he takes, uh, I think it's his like personal like producer or whatever, the guy who shoots his promotional base and stuff, yeah. takes his phone, records himself, and yeah. does a backflip. <laughs> That's sick and all that. That was sick. But then the NFL punishes him, yeah. you know, give him a flag. He's going to get fined for that. Hmm. But I can guarantee you that video is going to be used in some kind of promotional oh. stuff oh. later down the line, oh. which is super messed up. You're punishing a player and then You're exploiting gonna it. it. You're going to use it's, it, yeah. That's messed up. For sure. And I, I think you'll get paid for that. For when you, they do, you have to use it. I think you will get paid since it's not, it wasn't shot by anybody in the NFL. It was shot by his own yeah. personal photographer. Um, Yeah, for me, yeah. Like, I saw him, yeah, he, like, Dante Jackson runs, what, a 4-3-2? A four, like, a, a low 4-3. He's one of the fastest players in the league. Three, a low 4-3. And he got torched. Like, I think Tyreek Hill had about 10 steps on well, him. Tyreek's just, like, the fastest guy in the world. Yeah, it feels like. but, like, I'm expecting you to at least be somewhere near close, like, maybe five yards off. He was, like, 10 yards, cleared him. And yeah. Cleared him. So, for me, yeah, Dante Jackson has to go, for sure. Like, and then he got—I saw a play in the in the red zone when Tua threw his touchdown to Jalen Waddle. He simply Tua did a, a, a bootleg, a play-action bootleg, and outran Dante Jackson. Outran him. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you're like, bro, what are you talking? You're fast as hell. Tua's not that fast. The thing is he's fast, but he's—that's, like, the main part of his it's, football, yeah, you know, physique yeah. is he's just not a great player everywhere else. His coverage yeah. isn't great. You know, he just doesn't take as good lines so as anything. he should. He so. doesn't show me anything. So, yeah. yeah, hopefully we can get rid of Brian, get rid of Dante. Let's get some pieces. Let's just start building for the future. So you're going to tear down that entire defense? I am. I, I think the only people I'm keeping is JC. Hopefully we can, he can finally start staying healthy. I'm keeping Jeremy. I'm keeping 
Mm, I'm, I like C.J. Henderson. I like C.J. Henderson a little bit. I like Derrick Brown. He has a lot of upside. Hopefully he can be a little bit more disciplined, but I like Derrick Brown. And Gus Mattel is decent. I think we have some... Frankie Louvu is also really good. I, I think we can keep some guys there. Agent. He is. Oh, After this year, yeah. Hopefully we can sign him back. But He's it, good, yeah. We, we have some pieces that, that are there. We have yeah. pieces there. Just get rid of some guys. And just start building. Mm-hmm. Um, another team that winning that is on a roll right now, apparently, the Texans. On a roll. Beat the Saints. These guys are playing way above what I think everybody expected them. And a lot of that credit, of course, has to go to CJ Stroud. He's doing amazing. Mm -hmm. But also, some of, I mean, a decent amount of that credit, I think, has to go to their head coach, you know, D'Amico Ryan Mm -hmm. coming over from the 49ers. I think he's done a fantastic job with this defense made out of paper mache, it feels like. And, you know, they've been able to win these games. They're third or second place in their division now. Yep, top. And, I if I was a Texans fan, I'll, I'd be really happy with how the season's gone so far. I'm happy too. I mean, my quarterback looks like he's mm-hmm. the real deal. Yep. My head coach looks like he's the real he's deal. The real deal. Especially considering that CJ Trout doesn't really have that many weapons around him. Dalton Schultz isn't really amazing. Yeah. Robert cool. Woods is Robert Woods. Yeah, Tank Dell's good. I like yeah, Tank, Tank Dell. Tank Dell's a lot of stuff. But I, I it's like not like he's doing this with superstars around him. So it's yeah. very encouraging to see from that. Yeah. And seeing this defense with not really many notable players be able to put up these kind of performances, yep. it's also encouraging. I would be over the moon yep. if I was a Texans I would be fan right now. Texans, you have a lot of upside going into the future, man, for sure. Like, Nico Collins is looking like he can be a decent one or number one. Um, maybe that's credit to Sears Tribe, but we'll, I guess we'll have yet to see. No, it's not like you guys are running the football well either. I mean, you ran, what, 25 carries for, like, almost 90 yards. Yeah, that's not great. Not great. But, I mean— for me, like, if I'm the Texans, I see a lot of upside in this team. Nico, um, D'Amico Ryan looks like he's going to be one of the best coaches in the league these upcoming okay. years, the upcoming years for sure. He has the team balling. Their defense looks really good. Hopefully they can get some more pieces as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I'm them, right, like, I don't know if, like, because, like, right now it looks like they're kind of going for a playoff spot, right? And, and the thing with that whole thing is, right, the reason why you are able to you guys are able to, like, look as good as you do now because you're getting a lot of high draft picks, right? They got CJ Stroud. They got Will Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I don't know if I'm would. I i don't know if i winning most of these games. Well, I think I'm a fan of it because, A, you want to build that confidence okay. in your quarterback that just carries over. Also, they traded away their draft picks because they drafted Will Anderson, too, and then they traded, like, half their draft for this year to the Cardinals to get Stroud. So yeah. it's not like they have possession of their first-round pick for this year. So I don't see a problem with them trying to win, just build momentum, you know, just have building blocks for this team. And especially on a first-year head coach, he's not going to say, oh, I want draft picks for next year. No, yeah. he wants to win, and he's doing that so far. I think you can get something. I think you can get something for Damian Pierce. I think because Damian Pierce is not shit for me. I don't like Damian Pierce at all as a corner. I think you can get, I don't know, I don't see. Carl Williams ain't shit, right? So you're you're kind of hoping that Dalton Schultz, Nico Collins, Noah Brown, those guys can develop. CJ Stroud's gonna be CJ Stroud for sure. He's yeah. gonna be a baller. Mm-hmm. The defense is cool. Like I like Will Anderson. I like um I like Steve Nelson. I like I like Steve Nelson. I like um Stingley as well. So I mean, I like Dylan Petrie as well. So I mean, you do. Have, I didn't even think about it. You actually do have a pretty young team. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, okay, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Yeah, build them, build them up. Cause mm-hmm. you have a pretty young team. I was thinking they had more older guys, but then I looked at it and Robert Williams is really the only. Robert Woods is really the only old guy on that team for. Maybe yeah. Steven Nelson as well. I think their outlook is looking fantastic. It looks, right yeah, now. It, does, it does look really good. I would say that you guys are you guys are gonna have a good team. I think they probably can honestly start competing with the Jacks like in the next two years. Yeah, definitely sure. next year or the year after for sure. Oh yeah, and then hopefully um, 
uh, A-Rich can stay healthy too. So that can be like a three-team race. A three-team race. You know, that'd be really good for the league for sure because the, I mean, the AFC South has been shit in a couple of years. So hopefully it never has. Yeah, that that too. Um, so now we can get into the Commanders and the Falcons. You was you you and I have been pretty 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 all right pretty high on Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Yeah, Desmond Ritter finally came out there, came back down to earth for sure through two interceptions, but no, actually the three interceptions, he threw two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell looked really good though. I think that team is like it's interesting, right? Because I like I like Terry McLaurin, I like Curtis Samuel, I love Jahan Dawson. I wish he had, wish he did more yesterday. I don't think did he play yesterday? He did. He just didn't get anything. Okay, really. so yeah, I wish he did a little bit more yesterday. Um, but yeah, for me, Sam Howell was like. I think for my, my problem with the with the commanders is this, right? The defense line is so good, right? I wish their back end was as good as the defense line. Yeah. If their back end was as good as the defense line, like if they had like the Cowboys back end, they will be they will be probably the best team in the NFC East. If uh, not if not if not fighting with the Eagles forward. I don't know if they'd be there exactly. That offense is still it's still, you know, coming into its own. It's still I don't think can we, I mean, we saw them get in the shootout with the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I just don't think it's indicative of overall okay. team quality. Okay. They have had a lot of good games. I just don't think they're at a stage where they're ready to compete yet. And maybe they are, and I'm just misreading the situation. But from what I've seen of this team, they're good, not great. They're good. Yeah. They can make the wild card game. Mm-hmm. They can make it competitive. I don't think they'll win the wild card game. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, they have... Definitely good players. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's all there yet. You know. Yeah. Hopefully the backing can develop. Hopefully the offense line can get a little bit better. I like Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell is definitely the QB of the future. I wish he had started last year over Taylor Heineke, so he can at least have like two years now. Yeah. Now, now he had about a year under his belt. So technically, I think he. Yeah, I think now he's. He, I think he played a couple year, couple games at the end of the year. He played year. like two or yeah. just a couple games last year, yeah. and I saw a quote, which really was the reason I was sold preseason on Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ron Rivera. And he's saying, we played him last year, and I was like, holy shit, why haven't we been starting this guy the whole year? Yep. And that really sold me on him. And yeah, I like him too. Shown. I mean, the numbers <laughs> don't pop out at you. They you don't. Know? They don't. 14 for 23, 151 yards. Three yeah. touchdowns is good, but it's way better than what we've seen from commander's quarterbacks of the past. Oh, of course, for sure. Which but is really all they need at this RG, point. Since RG3. But yeah, my thing with that is, um, and also, I'm, well, no, I'm not going to say Kirk Cousins' name. I'm not going to disrespect. I'm not going to disrespect the Redskins. So for me, right, like, somehow definitely a QB of the future. Brad Robinson definitely a running back of the future, for sure, for me. And then, I mean, I like Terry McLaurin. Curtis Samuel's cool, for sure. I like... Um, they got a pretty, they actually got a pretty decent team. Yeah, well, they're pretty decent. That's, they got a pretty decent that's what I'm saying. They're decent. Yeah. They're not amazing yet, but they definitely have the potential to be down the line. If Sam Howell can rise and become yeah, a top Sam Howell steps up his game again, yeah. which he totally could. Yeah, this be, team could definitely be dangerous. They'll be a team to deal with. They'll be a team to deal with, especially with that defense line all being young too. Their whole defense line is extremely young. So like you still got Chase Young, you still got Jonathan Allen, you still got Deron Payne, and you still got Montez on the yeah. other side. Yeah, and then I think they have that other rookie who's breaking out this year. Who, what's his name? The rookie, um, one of the linebackers that's, that's breaking out this year. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Can you go down, excuse me, a little bit? Who is he? What's his name? Um, oh, Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis. Oh, Jamin Davis. Davis. He's not Davis. a rookie. Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis not a rookie. He was drafted like last year, two years ago. Oh, yeah. Huh. Well, then he's breaking out then. Well, he but yeah, really he's having good, a good year so far. He's looking really good. Yeah. So for me, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. I think they they have the pace to be. Yeah, for sure. Soon. Um. Yeah. We did, we kind of talked a little about AR went down. I think they say for right now. For right now, it's confirmed that he's missing. I think four games, maybe six games. I think Money Mitchell didn't look good yesterday. No, at all. 
Yeah. And yeah. we talked about that. Um, he He's not going to, like, lose you any games, but he's not going to play. He's not going to ball out. I think well, he did lose him this game. Yeah. He, 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 we he, were wrong. He lost you that game. <laughs> he lost you that game for sure. Yeah. Um, if I'm the Colts, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the future. I'm 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 worried about the future for the Colts because you know you're, you're you're you got the guy and he can't stay healthy because he just simply thinks he's Superman. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. He goes down and you don't know what the injury is. Then mm-hmm. it comes out later in the week that's like he's gonna miss about four games, maybe mm-hmm. more. And then the articles come out yesterday that they're strongly considering season-ending shoulder surgery, mm-hmm. which if that happens to him. I think is a huge blow to his potential development because he's been looking good so far, Mm -hmm. but missing pretty much most of your rookie year, except for like three games you played, Mm -hmm. which you got injured in like half of them. It feels like it's really disappointing for him. I'm sure it's frustrating. And one of the main things that, you know, was high on Avery's coming out of the draft was his arm. Yeah. Right. And if you're having all those shoulder surgeries, man, the, that could really mess how far you yeah, can throw that sure. football for sure. Um, yeah, for me, yeah, I'm, I'm the coast. I'm, mm, I'm in the weird position right now, man. Like, A. Rich, like, he can't stay healthy. And, like, because I did send y'all an email. Y'all can get back to me by that on, on, by that on the way. Um, yeah. Um, you guys need to teach Avery's how to be more out of slide. One, you need to teach Avery's <laughs> how to like, yeah, more. protect himself. Go down with grace. Like, you don't have to be Superman. You're not Cam Newton, bro. Like, just go down, man. Just go down. Wasn't that what Trevor Lawrence literally told him? Like after the first game, he's like, protect yourself more. Protect yourself more. And, and then, then he gets hurt and twice then, after that. That's what I'm saying. You got hurt that game. You didn't finish that game, and then you said, okay, well, I think I'm Superman again, and you get hurt again, and then okay, I think I'm Superman again, and then you get hurt again. Yeah. Now you're out. So like, bro, like, yeah, this. If anything, this needs to be a learning lesson for you. You're not, you're not Superman, okay? Just yeah. go down. You know what I'm saying? If you have to go work with some QBs, some veteran QBs, they'll teach you how to fall, how to, how to fall, not take all that weight on you, and mm-hmm. take a sack properly, and how to slide too. You know, yeah. like, like learn how to slide, bro. Like, we understand you have the athletic talent in the world, but you don't have to take all those hits. Yeah. Bro. Even Lamar doesn't take all those hits. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the Jaguars are looking good now, though. I mean. Though. Yeah, this team has been really confusing. Really Most confusing. of the AFC has been really confusing so far. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like they finally gotten it together, yep. playing how they should have been playing at the beginning of the season. They should have. And I am way more confident in them now. I'd say than I was a couple weeks ago. I'm still not fully sold on the idea of the Jaguars being true contenders, I'm just because their previous performances have definitely yep. shook me a little. Yep. But it's definitely a good spot to be at for them and. The rest of the season is looking like it should be a cakewalk, mm-hmm. at least for the division. Yeah. I don't see any of these teams competing with them, except, I mean, the Texans, for all we know, sh- could shock the world. They could but shock the world, man. <laughs> right now, it's looking like a one-horse race, yeah. and getting this kind of win, 70 points division against a division rival, it really just gets the boys going, makes you feel good about yourself, and I think they really have, you know, come back to reality from their struggling ways the past couple weeks. You know who confused the hell out of me? The Bengals. <laughs> they do this every year, man. Every Joe year. Burrow's start out slow. His mandatory slow start to the year. And then he just okay, let's pick it up now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, we're in a one three hole, but you know what? Let's just let's, let's just cruise through the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, it's as as Bengal fan, I've well, if I was, yeah. you know, I was talking about earlier in the season how I'm starting to be concerned about this team and Joe Burrow's ability. Yep. And now they're two wins in a row. Yep. Going into the bye, Joe Burrow's definitely looked way better than he had been the previous weeks. So it's definitely encouraging. We don't know if they'll keep it up. Maybe that, maybe Joe Burrow starts to regress again, but 
his calf starting to heal will definitely help him out. And, you know, I just think the Bengals are looking a lot better than they were the first couple weeks. But that kind of just happens every year with them. Yeah. Um, they'll be tested, though, these next two weeks, though. Yeah. I, I, this Bible, you got the Bing, you got the 49ers, and you have the, the Bills, and then you have the Texas who aren't going to lie down, and then you have the Ravens after that. So we're going to really see what they're made of these next yeah. couple weeks for sure. And then you have the Jags. Whoo, then you have the Chiefs. Oh, my God. That that schedule is interesting. I mean, that's what happens when you when, when you start off slow. When you start off, I mean, that's also happened when you start off slow. Now you're, okay, We can't. you can't lose many of those games now. Yeah, they're all must wins. They're all really must wins for sure. So yeah, especially out with how competitive the AFC North is right now. Yeah. So Seahawks, you know, just not not a great team. They're this not year. a great team. Yeah, but, but I kind of expect that regression. But you know, I was hoping to see a little more from them. But I, I, I mean, at least it was a close game. It was a four point yeah, game in the end. Fun. But yeah. you know, these guys just looking like a really tough year for them. Yeah, it is. So the I mean, CT is definitely hitting DK Metcalf right now. <laughs> it is, uh, especially those paint nails too. But yeah, so. Cincinnati, you guys will have an interesting end in to the schedule for sure. Yeah, it will yeah. be a sprint. It feels interesting. Like. Yes, you guys are going to need to outrun some people. Um, I'm not going to talk about the Vikings and the Bears because Justin Fields didn't play. I don't, I don't even really want to get into that game for That's sure. That's tough for them, though. Yeah. I mean, he's only been so good for them, but it's like what's happening with Anthony Richardson. You don't want your young guy getting hurt. Yeah. Maybe he turned a corner, as we saw against the Commanders, yeah. but yeah. I guess we'll never know. Yes, yeah, I guess we won't know. But yeah, not much to really talk about that game. The Vikings won a game. They should have won without Justin Fields. So yeah, kind of getting into the 49ers. Yeah, um, we had we had this talk last week. Was Brock Purdy uh, an elite quarterback? And I think that game answered all questions for sure. He's a product of he's a, he's, a, he's a good quarterback. He's an you old, were you were trying to tell me you were trying to tell me I was asking you simply because it was a conversation that was happening. Okay. Had was he an elite quarterback or not? I said he. I said he's probably a product of the system. Let's be honest. Well, and all the weapons around him, too. Yeah. I mean, we see what happens now when yeah. Debo goes down yeah. and, you know, the offensive line starts to get banged up. Mm. McCaffrey goes down. Yep. It's really unfortunate for them because they built a great team. They do. And they have just all the pieces. Yep. But I don't think Brock Purdy's a guy to be able to fight through that kind of adversity and get them those wins yeah. when he has no one else around him. Mm-hmm. That kind of like Patrick Mahomes kind of thing. Yeah. But... It's really, really troubling, I think, as a 49ers fan, if these guys are out long-term and this kind of game is indicative of, you know, what's going to happen without those guys, then it's really concerning for them. And, you know, I'm sure they'll get back on track. Kyle Shannon's a great coach, but for all we know, this could be the beginning of the end for the 49ers. If anything, I'm more concerned the fact that Juan Jennings had more catches than George Kittle. <laughs> that that's a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. Okay. Yeah. That that yeah, I need I'm gonna need um George Kittle, I need you to wake up. That game needs to be your breakout game right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, for me, I mean Brock, okay, I will give Brock pretty credit. He did drive them down to win the game with the field goal, mm-hmm. right? But it's kind of like how with the Oregon game, right? You have like if okay. Cause I'm not gonna say Brock Purdy's that guy, but if you're if Brock Purdy is what people thought he was, he goes and wins that game for them, right? He, well, he's what I thought he was. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, if he's what, yeah, but like I said, if he's what, what we thought he was, then he has to win that game for you. Yeah. He has I, to win the game for you. Yeah, he just doesn't have that, you know, good quarterback trait in him, I feel like. He's, he's fine. Yeah, I he's mean, fine. I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying he's a bottom yeah. 10, I mean, bottom five quarterback in the league, but he's he's he, not where people were saying he was. Yeah, he's not where people were saying he he's was. He's not top 10. I don't yeah. even think he's top 15. Yeah, I think he's top 20. He's... 
good enough. He's cool. He's in all games. And that's what was important enough for the 49ers. But I think if you're going to be missing these guys, you need more than just good enough. You need, you need more than you need more than Brock Purdy. Let's be honest. Yeah, we can. Uh, do you, I mean, do you want to talk about the Raiders and the Pats? I mean, Bill, Bill Belichick needs to retire. Yeah, Bill. Bill. <laughs> Bill yeah, it, you know, it's like. Michael Jordan in Washington. You're, but even with that, you're not putting up anything that's showing me anything. You're, yeah, I'm gonna need you to. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to hang it up. If y'all get Caleb Williams in the draft, you need to hang it up, big homie. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> I love you. I, I've sung your praises like like the world has. But Tom Brady's just sitting back on his couch, sipping on his mojito, feeling great right now because he's just, oh yeah, this this kid need he this guy needs me. I mean, they inducted him to their Hall of Fame, and then yeah. who knows? One phone call away. One phone call away. <laughs> And a load of money. <laughs> if they don't get Caleb Williams, he needs to make that phone call. <laughs> he needs to make that phone call. Because Bill, yeah, yeah, um, you're not looking great. You lost him when he lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. You lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I, I think that's all I need to know. I didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah, it's a revenge game for them. Although yeah. I hope Jimmy Garoppolo is okay. He had to get taken to a hospital test yeah. taken on him. So essentially, you lost to Brian Hoyer. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> another backup, another Patriots backup. <laughs> Bill Belichick. <laughs> is a fraud. Is a fraud. I'm not saying that, but I, I mean, but it's looking more and Bill, more like it. You're on fraud watch right now. Not gonna lie to you, buddy. Yeah, watch. like we we were saying, you're the greatest coach of all time. You know, it's looking it's looking a little, looking shaky, a little shaky right now. Cause, cause we, we we saw Bill Walsh do without do without Joe. We've seen um we've seen who am I thinking of for the Giants. Oh, um, uh, Parcells. Parcells. We see Bill Parcells do with with any quarterback. Yeah, we do with any quarterback. Yeah, you're not looking great without Tom right now, man. I ain't going you're not looking yeah. great right Although, now. Although, to his credit, he has Mac Jones and Cam Newton as his quarterback <laughs> since that, so. That's my, I mean, I mean see, the, see, okay, I can, I'll take the Cam Newton excuse, right? Because Cam Newton's at the end of his career. You def, you destroyed Mac Jones. Oh, my gosh. You're, no, you he, are the biggest Mac Jones fanboy. He had this, but like, but see, it's funny, right? He argued with me last episode, but after the, after the episode, he said, you know what, Darian, I see what you was coming from with that. I see where you're coming from, but I still don't agree that Mac Jones would have been Close to top ten anywhere in his career. I'm not okay. That, that okay. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think Mac Jones. I, I think Mac. See, see, right? Because nobody saw Tom Brady being, you know, a top ten quarterback at the end of his oh career. Oh my gosh! But he ended up being right. Oh, you want to know why? Did not. Did just, you want to know why? You did not just compare Mac Jones to Tom Brady. Hey, hey, hey! Oh Let's not act like Tom Brady was was freaking Andrew Luck coming out of the draft. Okay. Oh. Let's not act like he was that guy. Okay. okay. He was the backup. <laughs> Let's not act like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mac Jones was the starter and is terrible. Actually, he wasn't. He was Cam Newton was starter, but he got the, he got the men after Cam Newton got hurt at yeah. COVID, with COVID. Well, this year he's the starter. So he wasn't. So he wasn't right. Okay. My thing I'm is, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But my thing is right. And let's be honest. Like, you gave him. Who did you give him? Um, do with the clipboard. We don't Patricia? Know. Patricia. Matt Patricia, man. Come on now. Clipboard. Matt Patricia, like, you couldn't, like, there's only, like, two quarterbacks I can see winning with Matt Patricia as their offensive coordinator. Two. Maybe three. Mom's no, that's Brady? two. That's two. Three. Okay. And this is because they're just great. They're going to rise above Matt Patricia. Mahomes. Um, Brady. Joshy. And then Brady. And maybe, Joshy? And, Josh Allen? I'm talking about right now. I'm not talking about oh, right now. I'm talking right about all the time. Okay. All the time, then I could see, um, I could see, yeah, Brady, Patrick, and then maybe Peyton. Winning above Pat Patricia all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's the end all be all. He's the best defensive coordinator out there, and he's an offensive coordinator. Yeah, but that's my thing. Why? Who, whose idea was to hire him? He's offensive better at stopping offenses when he's coaching them. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we're Because he's terrible, Bill. So I'm putting that one on you. Okay, I'm putting that one on you because Matt Jones is a young quarterback. You cannot give him Matt. Patricia. Bill doesn't care anymore. Um, yeah, I think now he's okay. I won. He needs to. Okay. He needs to call it raps. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, Bill. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need you to. Um, 
I'm mean, you're not damaging your, your career anymore. Send in those retirement forms. Yeah, because we saw Brady went without you, and you're not winning without Brady. So, yeah. Um, kind of getting into more news. Cooper Cup is back. Oh, he literally he's back, and he is back. He's literally and figuratively. Um, yeah. Puka, you had a good run, my friend. Um, <laughs> you had a good run. We, we, we sung your praises, man, but Cooper said, I'm, I'm going to need that spot back, big fella. Yeah. Yeah. I mean— I was very low on him yeah. coming into the season, Cooper, because, mm. you know, last year he was down year, I guess, considered. I you mean, hurt. of course, you're going to have a down year when you had a triple crown the year before. Yeah, he also got but hurt, he was, Yeah, he's coming off an injury, and mm. I just wasn't as high on him as most people were, but comes back out the gates just ready to go, proving me wrong, proving any other one else that was doubting him wrong. He's just proving that he, I guess, Justin's hurt now. Maybe he's the best wide receiver in the league again. Yeah. I mean, fully healthy, no, not, I would love to see, you know, a wide receiver battle between Cobb and Jefferson for a full season. No, it was Tyreek Hill yesterday. Oh, I guess Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill probably emerged himself back as the best. But Cooper's definitely right there. He's, Cooper, yeah. He, he's, he's, I think pure talent-wise, Cooper is better. Because if you take if you take down Tyreek's speed just even a notch, he's still a great—I'm not just saying he's only speed because there's a lot of receivers that are only speed who aren't yeah, good. That's what I'm saying. But I think Cooper does more with less— in a way, you know what I'm saying? Because see, I can make the argument that I mean, of course, Cooper is a, for me is a better outrunner than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, a way better outrunner. But Tyreek Hill is just faster than he's just Cooper. faster. So, yeah, so for me, they, they kind of cancel each other out for me, right? Yeah, I mean, they're both amazing. Yeah. I'm not trying to say one is worse than the other. They're both the two best, I'd say, right now, especially with Justin Jefferson hurt. Puka, honestly, you've had a drop off in the last couple of games, but I still believe in you, friend. I ain't gonna lie. It's just you know, Matt Stafford when he gets Cooper Cup, he doesn't see anybody else on the field. It's, it's well, not your fault. We know how it's Matthew Stafford gets when he gets his uh, yeah, when he when he gets Cooper. He's just it's yeah. okay. Robert, it's, it's okay. Robert always deal, dealt with the same thing. It's okay. You don't have to don't don't cry. Don't cry, young fella. Robert yeah, Cooper Cup ended Robert it's Woods' Cooper career. All, it's Cooper Cup or, or anything. It's, do all yeah. that's what it is. We can kind of get into a little bit of uh, Bills and Giants. Do you want to get into that game? That game was. Weird. Okay. Weird. The Bills, I don't know what to make of them this I year. Either. I don't know either. They're blowing out bad teams, and then they're almost losing to bad teams. Mm-hmm. And then they're competitive the with good teams, they and then they beat the blowout good teams. This yeah. team is just very weird. inconsistent. But I think this game might be more indicative of their injuries catching up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, Babilano, Travis White, they're all hurt. They have yep. another guy getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think they're in danger zone, it feels like. They are not playing like a top team. They've won a couple games like a top team, but the top teams don't almost lose to the New York football giants. I think this, for me, for it's weird because of the Bills. Like, it's kind of what happens when you don't, when you don't, you know, get younger, right? Because we've seen the Chiefs get younger. We've seen the Bengals get younger. The Bills still have Makad, um, who's still great. They still have Jordan Poirier, who's still great. And you still have Shadavis White, who's still great. Von Miller, who really can't stay healthy like that, who's still great. You have a lot of these older guys. They need to build more. Yeah, when you have older guys, they they get they get hurt more often. Yeah, which we've seen. It's right? just not sustainable. It's not sustainable. I mean, like you have you have a great slot corner. Teron Johnson's that guy for yeah. me. Teron Johnson's that guy for me. You know, but like yeah, you can't almost lose Tyrod Taylor. Let's be honest. Okay, yeah. first of all, respect Tyrod Taylor. I respect him, but like I love that band. Sorry, we ended your career yeah. almost pretty much. That that too, but yeah, but I mean, you can't you can't almost lose Tyrod Taylor. I mean, especially considering last play of the game. Yeah, they had the ball pass interference. Put the game away. And yeah, it was pass, pass interference. interference. It was pass for interference. sure, it was pass interference. But they they did call it before this. I don't think they wanted to call it back to back. Yeah, they did call it the play before. But even like having been put in that situation as the Bills. You yeah. should never be yeah. game win online, yeah. having to get away with a pass interference against the Giants. Against the Giants, yeah. 
I mean, maybe Tyler Taylor's better than Daniel Jones, but no one else on that team is really amazing besides Saquon, so. Bass, I don't know who the 49ers kicker is and the Oregon kicker. And I think it was another kicker that missed the game, one or two. You guys need to, um, yeah, you guys need to go look in y'all mirror today, this morning. Y'all need to, um. Respect Tyler do Bass. The, do the only thing y'all know how to Tyler do, Bass. and that's, he missed two kicks. Do the only thing y'all know how to do, and that's kick the football through the net. Please, do your job, man. I'm sorry. Like, there's no way that you guys should be winning and almost losing games. I mean, I will give Winning kickers credit. Games. Up until this week, they actually kickers were, were 120 for 120, they with kicks within the 35, I they, believe. They've actually were pretty good, but yeah, yesterday was not a good No, yesterday it was, was, uh, not, it was not good. This weekend was not, not great for, for kickers. Um, Got to get a little bit of predictions. Um, Your Chargers actually play tonight against the Cowboys. Who, I, I, Finally, I, I'm back not going to even ask. I'm not even going to ask who you think is going to win. I kind of know who you're going to pick to win. How much do you think y'all win by? <sighs> this is tough. It's Difficult to tell because this is going to be our first game fully, fully healthy. Mike yeah. Lindsay's ACL, so not yeah. fully. But, yeah. you know, we have all of our guys back. Joey Bosa, Eckler, I'm pretty sure Derwin, they're all healthy. Yeah, we're DC Jackson. Which is, yeah, good. He was yeah. terrible. <laughs> but we're fully healthy now, and this Dallas team just has not been great. They haven't. And I really hope we win this game. Mm-hmm. I think we will. We should win this game. Yep. And I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a big blowout because we don't blow out teams very often. Yeah, I don't. We don't. We just don't do that. I don't. But this Cowboys team can collapse at a moment's notice. Okay. But so can we. Can. That's the thing I'm scared of. Yeah. Is that this Chargers team at any moment can be up 21-0 yep. and then lose the game 35-34. How could we up 27-0? Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> it's gonna come down to if Justin Herbert played that Prescott, which I mean I don't. I don't that expect, is, I, I don't. I don't expect that not to the happen. Question of the century. <laughs> if you could take Dak's best game this yeah. year and Herbert's worst game, yeah, and, and Herbert still yeah, outperforms, they're, they're arguably the same. So yeah, for me, yeah, it's gonna depend on what Justin Herbert can do against that Cowboys defense. Hopefully, they can protect him against. We're gonna see what Rashawn Slater. I don't think they're gonna. I think the Cowboys are gonna do the opposite of what they did last week. I don't think they're gonna line up. Um, Michael Parsons against Rashawn Slater. I think they're going to line up on the opposite side, like what they should have did against Trent Williams. Pipkins is I don't think better. because I don't think they want to see Michael Parsons get dominated again. No, Rashawn Slater yeah. does that. He's yeah. that guy. Yeah, he's that guy. So I have the Chargers winning. Actually, I don't think I think the Cowboys are just not no, those guys. Not I don't win. think they've been those boys yeah. ever. So yeah, I, I don't have them winning this game. I think the, the Chargers win by a field goal. Mm-hmm. By a field goal. I mean, uh, I don't think it's going to be a field goal. I think it's going to be a little. Further away, I don't think it's gonna be that close. Think about seven, seven or like ten is okay. where I see that. Okay. That's okay. where I'm feeling right now. Yeah, it depends on me what Austin Eckler can do coming back, and if Darwin James is gonna come back and be that. Got guy. big aspirations for them. Yeah. So Jackson Saints play on Thursday night. Who do you have winning quickly in the game? Uh, not the Saints. I yeah, will never pick. I will never pick the Saints <laughs> to win a game. It's not even because I'm an NFC South member, but it's just I don't I don't believe the Saints at all. So. Yeah, and the Jaguars are finally looking good yeah, again. So. They're rolling. They're, They're definitely capable of winning especially, this game. And especially when you lose to the Texans. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. D- Derek Carr. Yeah. You, this, this is probably your last stop. Buddy. It's Derek Carr. So, this is probably your last stop. Uh, quickly, we can get into some baseball. Rangers versus Astros. Yeah. Uh, Rangers take game one, surprisingly, in yep. Houston. I mean, it's only so much of an away game. You yeah. know, they're like a couple hours away. Mm. But very surprising. Very, look, very good looks for... Texas. It's a 2-0 game, so yep. it's one of those gritty, grinded-out type of games. Yep. But going up 1-0, yep. taking one away, champions. they are looking good to make the World Series at least. Mm-hmm. 
And as much as it pains me, I I mean, I think the Astros can definitely get back into it. Mm-hmm. They have been the best oh. team over the past, yeah. like, seven years-ish since yeah. 2017. Yeah. They've been amazing, so they could definitely get back into it, yeah. but it's definitely looking scary for them. So which, who, do you, who do you have winning this next game? The next game, I think the Astros get back, but okay. I, do too. I could see it being where they'll win this, then Rangers win, then they win, and then the Rangers take the last two. <laughs> uh, you know, they do. A, they pretend to do back and forth, and then the Rangers just put them away. Obviously, I have going back and forth, but I do have the Astros pulling off in the end because of pedigree. And yeah. I mean, it's 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 a it's an empty. I don't like both teams, but you know, <laughs> I'm, I'll go with the Astros. Have the Phillies and the Diamondbacks played? Yeah, uh, I believe tonight is their first game. Okay, so who do you have winning quickly? Uh, Phillies in <clears throat> five, maybe six. Phillies in five. I mean, the Diamondbacks. Wow. On paper, are not an amazing team. Wow. I, I'm underrating them, I guess, because they did sweep the Dodgers. Yeah. Postseason Dodgers, so that, you know you gotta, you gotta you know take it take a little knock off of this, them. This is coming from Angel fan, y'all. So just make sure when he's talking to you, just know it's you can't you fan. cannot say oh postseason Angels because we haven't made the postseason. I know. I'm just so saying, don't get on me about this. I'm just saying he's talking <laughs> shit simply because he's an Angels fan. And that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna talk shit about the Dodgers. Oh, oh, because the Dodgers are just. Proven winners in the postseason. <laughs> now I'm just a hater. No, those guys are frauds. They've it's been like, on fraud watch since their inception, since they came to LA. Hey guys, it's just like, in Brooklyn. It's like a Chargers fan talking shit about the Rams. We, oh my god. We know goodness. why they're talking shit about the Rams. Oh my god. You know yeah, for oh. me, um, I have the Phillies winning this pretty easily. I'm winning in five as well. So I think the Phillies are just on a roll right now. Yeah. I think they're poised to go to the World Series. Honestly, I think they can win it. I don't see that. Yeah, I really hope they win because I don't think the Dimebacks yeah. are good enough to be able to beat either of the other two AL either. teams. I don't think they do either. And I really don't want either. Of those two teams to win. Yeah. So I want the Phillies. A because I like the team. I you know, they got a former Hoosier. Shout mm. out Kyle Schwarber. Yes, sir. But and I love their I love their atmosphere. Yeah, they are the they're an electric team. They deserve to be on that stage for sure. But also they are, give the best chance at not seeing Texas win a World Series. <laughs> That's too. I mean, no, I don't think nobody wants to see another Texas World Series. <laughs> no. Right? So um, that is the end of the episode, though. Thank you guys for watching. Like, comment, and subscribe if you like the content. Let us know what you guys would like to see. If you'd like to see anything specific in the comment section. And I'm Darian. I'm Jason. And we are out. Love y'all. We're out.